Hello, I'm Jason. I live in Florida. I'm passionate about domain names, software testing, website development, and generally all things in the tech space. In today's episode, I'm going to talk about my visit to NamesCon 2020 in Austin. Segment one will cover some general observations of the conference. In segment two, I'm going to talk about how best to do some outbound sales of your domain names, uh, as it was mentioned in the conference. In segment three, we'll talk about motivation and personalities of domain investors. Finally, in segment four, I'll talk briefly about how my Amazon affiliate website is doing. Today's uh, episode is brought to you by my friends at SiteGround. If you're looking for a new web hosting company, SiteGround offers some great benefits. For example, they have free and easy SSL encryption. They have uh, easy WordPress setup on new websites, free email with your domain name, and that's just to name a few. I use them on a few of my websites, and I highly recommend them personally. And I'll put a link in the show notes. I would appreciate if you would use my affiliate link. It's siteground.com forward slash go forward slash Jason of Florida. And again, I'll put that in the show notes. And would really appreciate you showing them that uh, you're a listener of this show and that you enjoy it. And, uh, uh, allow me to earn a bit of affiliate income off of them. All right. So, um, I guess let's go ahead and just jump right into segment one, where I've got some general observations about names gone. And I made some notes for today's show, um, so it's less uh, spur of the moment, uh, but still uh, enough that I've organized my thoughts and stuff. Um, so on the website, jasonflorida.com, I actually wrote a quick recap of, uh, my experience at name, NamesCon 2020 in Austin. And, uh, just to kind of preset it, preset the whole situation for you. So, um, I'm here in the panhandle of Florida and, uh, uh my oldest son, I have four children four sons my oldest is 15 and you know one of, there are many benefits i think of being the oldest son uh but one of the negative parts is that uh you have to share your father um for a long time for all your life really um so uh when i was weighing the possibility i think at the last podcast i was talking about should i buy tickets and i was kind of contemplating it um you know, this ty- this kind of expense is kind of a luxury for me. And I thought, you know, Jackson, you know, he's 15. It'll give us some bonding time together, get to go on a road trip. It'd be a lot of fun. Um, so that's exactly what we did. And, and I broached the subject about him and, or, or excuse me, with him. And, and I said, hey, is this something you'd like to do? And uh, he absolutely said yes. So, in fact, right after I finished recording the last podcast, I went to the NamesCon website, bought my ticket, uh, everything went off flawlessly. There was an issue where I thought essentially he would not require a ticket when I arrived at NamesCon, 
Then they informed me that he would, uh, and they gave me a great discount on it. I'm not crazy about that prospect, it, um, but it is what it is, and we enjoyed the conference together. So I'm going to give you just some, uh, I've got about 10 things I want to talk about. Namescon 2020 Global. Um, so the best thing from Namescon, um, you know, and so let me preface it with this. You know, I've met a number of, you know, business leaders and CEO types, and they're uh, always charismatic. Um, they always say the right things. Um, they're very careful, uh, careful in a, uh, in a way that's not obvious to state things about, uh, where the company lies financially. They're noncommittal, but also supportive of their clients and customers. And I will say, so the best thing. I think was the keynote that uh, GoDaddy CEO Amon Bhutani uh, gave on Thursday at 1 p.m. Um, definitely came out, wanted to get to know this group of people that are domain investors. And uh, he just came out and said, you know, listen, I'm not going to talk about me. I'm not going to talk about my company. I want to talk about you guys. So basically, I think the day before, he had invited some domain investors over to the GoDaddy offices and had some conversations with them and really highlighted what they were into. And and, uh, really, I think it planted a seed in his mind about how GoDaddy can best serve some customers that have, I think, historically been ignored by GoDaddy, and those are domain investors. Um, so, uh, really enjoyed that. That was great. And let me tell you, uh, as it started, I was sitting there next to my son, and this was the the uh, most packed event uh, at Namescon, uh, most highly attended single event. <clears throat> and I whispered to my son, I said, there is going to be some amazing questions here. <laughs> and, and of course, there there was, a, um, you know, basically Amon uh, gave his, he gave like a 25, 30 minute intro. And then he broke in, you know, said, hey, I've got, who has questions? I want to, I want to talk to the people, answer some questions. And maybe the second question was from someone regarding the logo and how it looked like uh, uh, testicles. And um, uh, he handled that, uh, as you might expect, pretty well. And uh, so it was just some great uh, fun fun times there. Um, the worst things, and, and I want to preface this by saying, uh, you know, this is not a... Uh, an attack on someone, right? But it, it definitely was a general observation. And I want to preface it also by saying that, um, you know, I come from a blue collar background. I've worked extremely hard to get the things I have in my life. And, uh, so that's kind of where it's coming from. So, uh, Richard Lau, um, uh, did a, a talk. It was, uh, Richard Lau's design build and exit. And he was talking about um, how to build a business from the ground up with an eye towards exiting in the future. And one of the things that stuck with me, and I, I guess what 
got me upset about it is he was talking about part of exiting means leaving good employees, um, you know, dedicated good employees to the next, to the buyer, right? And he said one way to basically ensure that the employees would be, uh, it would be a positive experience for the employees would be to, number one, underpay them, number two, not give them the best benefits, and number three, put them in a poor working environment and a poor office, and even kind of touched on the size of the office that he had at his first startup was extremely small and their insurance benefits were really bad and he didn't pay them top notch so that when he was bought out, their benefits were better. They had, they got a better office and they got some raises. So the company that bought him out really benefited from the employees that, that stayed around and the employees were thrilled at the transition. Now, I understand from a business point of view exactly where he's coming from and going. Right? He's saying that <laughs> he's saying that you know, when when you're going to be bought out, you want to make sure that the, the company that's buying you out is getting the things they want. And part of that typically is talent acquisition. And, you know, it's not going to benefit the company if they buy the tools or the services provided by the company and then all their employees leave uh, shortly thereafter. And I understand he's a business person, but as a, as a working man, as someone who has worked extremely hard for his life, uh, that really struck a chord with me. And uh, Richard Lau, don't know you, and I definitely don't mean to insult you in any way, but I think... Um, that's wrong. And I think, uh, you know, folks, myself and yourself, I think that we should all strive to treat others as we want to be treated, plain and simple, right? So that's my observation on the worst thing. Even even my son had made the comment before I could, uh, you know, before we had a chance to even discuss it, like we walked out and he was like, wow, you know, that's quite amazing that that a you know a businessman would treat his employees like that, and I don't think that's a uh, an uncommon thing, right? I think I think there are a lot of great businessmen and a great guys in a startup who have the idea that they're going to treat their employees really great uh, from the go, and I'm a strong believer in that. I think that uh, employees that are compensated well, treated fairly, and and given a fair slice of the business definitely contribute at a higher level. Um, Mr. Lau had a different perspective and I can see that perspective, uh, but it's not something I definitely would adopt. So that was kind of eye opening, uh, for me. Other notes. So, uh, some domain investors and, and I kind of went into the conference, um, with a, not a chip on my shoulder, right? I, I, I kind of had the feeling from some do- domain investors that they um, think that their poo doesn't stink, right? They they want to criticize beginners and criticize um, domain names that beginners buy and sell, um, but they certainly have some stinkers themselves, right? So uh, I guess the one takeaway is, some domain or domain investors are pretty uppity, right? And I can't 
I must have heard at least a dozen times something like, I won't even look at an offer that's not six figures for this domain. And uh, I think, you know, <laughs> for me, I don't think six-figure fig- six sales are something that 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 um, most domain investors dream of. And maybe if you're in a space where you deal with that sort of stuff constantly, you feel like uh, you're above above it all, so to speak. And I think there were a few uh, more than what you would pick out of a a typical group of people that were just kind of uh, uppity like that. So that struck me as a bit odd. All right. Next thing. Some domain investors are amazing and friendly. Uh, They were all approachable. They had uh, some had more to say than others. And let me tell you, uh, the domain name wire podcast is my favorite uh, domaining podcast. And Andrew Allman was there and he has an amazing voice, an amazing voice. And just to um, put his voice to uh, a person's face uh, was awesome experience. I did not uh, go up and introduce myself or talk to him and, and just to expand upon that. So I went into the, I went into the conference wanting to observe and listen. I didn't want it to be about myself. I didn't want it to be about promoting my brand. I wanted to, it was my first names con. So I wanted to just observe and listen and learn as much as I could. Uh, So I wasn't, you know, seeking out people. I wasn't promoting my business. I wasn't talking about my podcast. I think that most people would think I, um, most people probably didn't see me, right? And 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 that's okay by me. Um, but it was awesome to uh, uh, see some of the industry folks around. Um, so me and my son went to a place called Enchanted Rock. That's about uh, an hour and a half or two hours north of Austin. I think it's north. Maybe it's west. Um, and uh, I actually left the conference early one day, so we get there, and we had an awesome time. Uh, it's in Fredericksburg, Texas, and uh, amazing views. Fun little story is we, we got there, and it was just about dusk. Well, it was only about a 15-minute walk to the top of this um, uh, little, uh, I guess, big hill, right, depending on where you're from. Uh, but what's interesting about it is once you get about halfway up, it's all exposed. Um, I don't know. I want to say granite, but it, you know, it's all exposed. There's no dirt or plants or anything like that. So that was pretty cool. Uh, fun little uh, note about that is that we did get lost on the way down. So, <laughs> and, and it folks, I cannot tell you how in the middle of nowhere that place is. So it's dark. Uh, I did have the mind to bring flashlights, but it's pitch black. So we start descending at pitch black. And I remember on the way up thinking, man, this, like, I literally can see where I'm parked at the bottom. Should be fairly easy to get back down. I wasn't worried at all. And then we start to descend. And uh, because it's a rock and there's no uh, trail to speak of, I didn't see the markers and somehow ended up walking through. 
Okay, as I was saying, I do apologize. Had a slight interruption. I got a little guy, and he decided to to wake up and and uh, come in my room tonight uh, where I'm working, and he, so he's he's laying up here, and he's fine. Uh, but at any rate, um, Enchanted Rock. So we started on the way down, and uh, and we quickly got lost, and I realized immediately that. <laughs> That this is how one of those survival shows start, where people end up in the wilderness for like a week and barely surviving. Um, but luckily for us, off in the distance, I see three three lights coming towards us. And we kind of wait, and I'm kind of looking to see what's going on. Because you are in the middle of nowhere, and uh, you just don't know what, what you're going to run up against. So, um, uh, long story short, there were three other folks there unfortunately they were also lost so we spent about the next hour and a half wondering our way through the um uh i guess the central texas wilderness until we found our way back to the parking lot so a little interesting adventure right in the middle of namescon fun stuff there uh highly recommend it's really fun um so um I want to jump over into my son's favorite parts. So he had two things that he really, really enjoyed. Uh, the first one was uh, a talk given by Lisa Box, and it was about Generation Z. And uh, it was talking about the buying, uh, you know, how what the expectations of Generation Z and technology and their... They're uh, purchasing uh, trends, I guess you wear, wore for that generation and what they expect from websites and things like that. And um, she had some interesting insights. Um, my son's takeaway was that most of that was laughable or that some of it was laughable. I'll say that. Uh, I think Lisa made some great points. Uh, one observation. I think one of the first things she said is that Generation Z. So Generation Z, if you don't know, are those born after uh, 1996. So anyone born after 1996, that includes my son. So that would put you at around um, 22, something like that, 23 and under. Um, but she said that that generation doesn't like to use keyboards or mouses. They like to use their voice to search and do things. And uh, my son is a big gamer, and he's got a gaming computer, and he enjoys that sort of stuff. Uh, but again, he might be an outlier. So he, that struck the, the, him as uh, unusual. The second thing he really liked, and which was definitely entertaining, uh, was a gentleman, a gentleman uh, Jeff Sass. He's the, um, I don't recall his title, uh, but he's with Dot Club, and he was talking about the economics of a registry, and that was extremely uh, entertaining. Not from a domain investor standpoint, for me, I did have some interest in you know kind of how the registries work, and so I set in on that. And I think the other talk at the time was uh, think about some sort of billing stuff, and I thought that sounds less interesting. Um, so those are two things he liked. And then, uh, kind of the next thing is cool swag. 
so I went around the the convention and and checked in with the folks at Dynadot and Cedo uh, and X Internet and um, I don't think I ever made it to the GoDaddy area because they were always uh, pretty pretty busy. I did walk by there several times, of course. Uh, did not score swag from GoDaddy. GoDaddy gave away some socks and some, uh, I don't remember, like pictures, right, if you wanted to get a headshot. So I think they headshot in socks. Um, I got some t-shirts, Dynadot. got some uh, hot sauce from Dynadot, which also includes a promo code for transferring out uh, some domain names. So that was cool. Uh, but really when I was kind of walking through the convention, like I'm really into tech and I was really seeking out folks who could speak to the technology behind the things. The folks at the Dynadot booth, uh, had, had, uh, some interesting people to talk to from that perspective. So I, I gave them some kudos cause I really love their UI there. So, uh, really great swag. Oh, escrow.com. Um, so always heard Domain Shane talk about his um, his escrow.com um, visor. So I scored an awesome visor from escrow.com. Got to talk with those folks. Put a bid on a... They were giving away a signed Joe Montana football. If you could guess the price uh, or the value of it. And you submitted your your guesstimate to escrow.com, and I was way off. It was somewhere around twenty three hundred bucks or something, and I think I guessed twelve thousand. I you know I have no idea what sportsman. I assume sports memorabilia was worth more. Clearly, I'm wrong. And then the last thing I want to talk about NamesCon is the closing remarks by Soren. Uh, by Soren von Varchman, and if I butchered his name, I do apologize, but he's the the grand puba of the uh, of NamesCon, if you will. I guess he's the the uh, the gentleman who runs NamesCon, owns NamesCon. Uh, but my it was it, his closing remarks were very disappointing. Uh, it was kind of very relaxed. He kind of just hang out, and he was like, "Hey, here we are at the end." Sure was a lot of work. Glad you guys came. See you later. It was like a 15-minute monologue that he didn't really uh, think about beforehand. Um, So that was disappointing. Uh, In my mind, you know, I kind of... It would have been awesome to finish it on a high-energy note. I think at that point that a lot of the folks had already left. uh, It wasn't highly attended. Um but, you know, like I said, I went there to really listen and pay attention, and I wanted to take in as much as I could. Um, but I was just disappointed in that. And so my um, kind of comment is that it could be high energy, you know, talk about some of the achievements, some of the awards, um, some of the um, speakers and panels that really stuck out. And, and so I, I really think they missed an opportunity there and it's definitely an area for an improvement. Although the NamesCon NamesCon team, I think by and large did a really good job and I give them a kudos for that. Uh, but there are some small improvements they can make and maybe that's one of them they'll make next time. All right. So I'm going to transition right into segment two. So one of the topics about you know what? Before I go to segment two, I want to jump back to one more thing. So the NamesCon folks said that transparency was going to be the 
the topic, right? The the overlying topic of the entire uh, convention. And I'm going to tell you, I was disappointed in that. I don't think it was discussed enough. I don't think there was enough um, panelists talking about it or enough kind of uh, talks about it. It wasn't, um, it was an undertone and it was mostly silent. I think I remember one or two times it might have been mentioned and that was maybe at the very very first day, I think both, both times. But after that, it was never mentioned again. And I think that's so important to this industry to to get some transparency, have some reporting, uh, or you know have the reporting of all sales, and just have that information available, have that data available, really allow growth for the industry. So I was disappointed in that. Now, jumping back into segment two, um, one of the things that was mentioned quite a bit, and I think some folks have already written. Uh, on their blogs and and such about is how best to sell your domain names uh, via outreach, right? And uh, so James Booth uh, was really well. That what he did uh, his little segment that was great. Uh, he was interviewed. That was a great interview, and uh, found him very fascinating. I think a lot of folks do. Uh, but one of the things he talked about was basically don't be shy, you know, send out an email, follow it up, you know, in a day or two with a phone call and follow that up with a phone call till you get the right person, you know, be persistent, be consistent. Um, so that's something he talked about. So I don't know how you feel about calling potential clients are interested in your domain names, but I think he's, he's right. That's the strength of a broker. That's the strength of a salesman. And so that might be a way to really up your game there. I heard some others talking about using LinkedIn messaging. Um, you know, that seems questionable, but I can see where it fits in the program because, you know, I get messages all the time from, uh, recruiters or, just uh, folks trying to sell things. So I guess that's along the same line and it is separate from your email. Uh, so I can definitely see that working. Um, so uh, those are kind of two ideas that people mention. Let's see. Um, but I, but I want to talk about that. Oh, oh, there was another way. There was some folks talking about sending letters, uh, you know, physical like postal letters um, that seems definitely like it would work. I think that um, one gentleman talked about uh, he had sent flowers uh, to a potential someone who might be interested in buying their main name. So, you know, just thinking outside the box. But this is what I think about it. I think these are good ideas if you're interested in liquidating your domain names at wholesale prices or just above wholesale prices. Um, because I think it stinks of desperation. I really do. Um, and perhaps I'm wrong and that's why I'm not a salesman. You know, some broker or some salesman, you know, might reach out to me and be like, Hey, you know, Jason, you're very wrong there. So if that's the case, you know, Hey, get in touch with me, contact at jasonflorida.com. I'd love to hear your feedback. You know, do you do outreach? 
do you, you know, email? Do you call? Do you LinkedIn message? Do you send Facebook messages? Do you at on Twitter, folks? Do you send DMs on Twitter? Um, you know, there are so many ways to get a hold of a hold of people right now uh, to get in touch. Uh, it definitely is the golden age of uh, being able to communicate with just about anyone you want. You know, if you wanted to send a a um, a message to the CEO of a company. It's something you can do. If you wanted to call the CEO of a company, it's something you can do. Their information is out there. Uh, but does that stink of death, desperation? In my opinion, I think it does. And I think, and you know, when I did my interview with Rick Schwartz, and he was talking about, you know, buying valuable domain names, holding on to them, waiting. It's real estate. A good buyer is going to come along, and I, I think there is something with that right with your domain names they are great i think that uh you have to have a certain level of patience with them and i understand you know uh, for most folks including myself this is a less than part-time gig Uh, you want to make some money on the side and and it's good to keep that cash flow coming especially as renewals roll around every year um but, you know, think about your investment. Think about the quality of your domain names. Think about buying domain names that have traffic, that are high quality. Those are important. If you do that, I think buyers come to you. Segment three, haters going to hate. That's what I call this segment. <laughs> so I uh, actually uh, have had this on my mind for uh, a couple mo- or a couple weeks, and I recorded a, a, an audio note on my uh, phone on the way home from work one day because I didn't want to lose it in my mind. Uh, and I kind of did. And I re-listened to it earlier today just to refresh myself on it. So I'm just going to r- rant on it. And I mentioned this already. Experienced domainers want to crap on our domain, right? They want to crap on our domain names. They want to tell us, hey, hey guy, you don't know what you're doing, new guy. Hey, you're buying all these, you know, these are junk domains that you're buying. What is that a 28-letter, you know, uh, domain name that you're buying? That's terrible. It's a, you know, it ends in I-N-G. It ends in an S. It has misspellings in it. But listen, the next, the next time, they may say that, and then the next breath out of their mouth is, hey, listen to this terrible domain name that I sold for some absurd amount of money. Right? And... <laughs> I'm amazed by that. You know, experienced domainers, people have been in the industry for a long time. You absolutely should listen to them. You should listen to their advice. You should take their advice. But let me tell you, they don't want you and I in this space. They don't want you uh, at auctions, at expiration auctions, buying their domain names. They don't want you on Namejet. They don't want you on NamePros. They don't want you... Uh, as competition they want you out of their space and they're going to tell you point blank you suck your domain suck okay so they may not tell you to your face they may tell you on twitter but they're not going to tell you to your face probably (laughs) but let me tell you maybe your domains do suck maybe my domains do suck but you know what I'm working hard at what I do. I'm working very hard at what I do. I'm spending uh, a a slice of my money that I earn at my day job to make a better future, to invest in domain names, 
and I'm getting better at buying better domain names, and I'm a new guy, but you know what? I'm going to learn, man. And you know what? At some point, just like you, I'm going to have a terrible domain name. Or let me say this, a non-premium domain name sell, just like you guys do. And you know what? If I stick to it long enough, I might be okay at it. I might be good enough, you know, to be part of the club. Um, So that's my rant. Haters are going to hate, man. I want you to do you. I want you to buy your CCTLDs. I want you to buy your GTDLDs. I want you to buy these new TLDs, if that's what you're into. Because, listen, there are people, there are folks who uh, think they're experts, who want to be experts, who are who've been at it for a long time. Maybe they've uh, had some level of success with it, and that's cool, right? But they don't know everything, and no one knows the future. One of these GTLDs is going to take off. That's just reality. And if you're around at that point in time, and I don't know if it's going to be two months, two years, 20 years, or 100 years, right? I don't know that, and no one does. But at some point, one of these GTLDs are going to stick one or more. You can already see right now trending uh, new GTLDs are, you know, .io. Um, I'm sorry, those are uh, CCTLDs, but .io and .co, you know, Columbia, Indian Ocean, like those are are TLDs that startups are looking at, and they're starting to take off. There are people making money in that. May not be the case 20 years from now, right? I'm not even encouraging you to buy these. Let me say that right now. I'm not encouraging you to buy anything other than .com. If you look at my portfolio on my website at Domains for Sale, all but, I think, three are .coms. But here's why. I don't think that's going to go away anytime soon. Maybe not in my lifetime. I think that those are the most marketable, most high-value real estate on the Internet. I think that's that's New York, that's Miami, that's Chicago. You know, there are going to be some some new uh, TLDs that's going to be, you know, uh, Lansing, Michigan, right? But they're not going to be New York. So that's my that's my rant on segment three. Listen to folks who've been doing it for a long time. Pay attention. But you know what? Don't let them get you down. Do the best you can. Start where you're at. And I'm going to say this one last thing. One last thing. The best time to, bl- to, to buy a domain name was 20 years ago. The second best time to buy a domain name is today. And if you think you've, you know, all the good domain names are gone, it's too late to get in this industry, I think that's wrong. It's a baby. Buy now. All right. Which brings me right into our last segment which is the update on my Amazon affiliate website. Um, So if you've been following along, if you haven't, I'll catch up real quick. So I spent uh, quite a bit of time and energy last last month. Actually, back in December, I stood up the website uh, after putting like 10 articles on it and spending just a ton of time. And let me tell you, it's it's a slow go, man. Right now, it's kind of a seasonal 
uh, website, if you will. It's like a tourist-type website. So right now, it's February. People are just now thinking about vacation and stuff like that. So traffic is low. I've got a couple sites hitting on uh, Google. People really haven't started looking at it yet. Traffic is slow, man, and it will teach me patience. Pretty frustrated with it, but I'm sticking with it. And what I'm going to do is in the next uh, couple months, I'm going to start publishing a new article every couple weeks. Uh, I kind of got myself a little burnout on it because I worked on those 10 articles. It took me about a month. took six to eight hours per article. You know, plus uh, standing the website up and doing a little bit of design on it and stuff like that. Um, so I got a little burnout on top of doing some other things, my day job and so on and so forth. But now I'm ready to get back at it and I'm excited about it. Not much of an update, right? Traffic is slow. But I may suck at building an Amazon affiliate site. But I feel like if I stick with it... You know, two months, two years, longer, right? If I do it right, if I learn my trade, I can get better at it. So I'm committed to sticking with it. Finally, closing, right? Thank you for tuning in, man. It's been awesome. Uh, you can find this podcast anywhere podcasts can be downloaded, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and so on. Visit my website, jasonofflorida.com. Follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, uh, always at Jason of Florida. You can contact me via email, contact at jasonoflorida.com. I have another podcast coming out in about a month or so, uh, maybe a couple weeks. I don't know. We'll see. And lastly, please check out my affiliate link for SiteGround. It's siteground.com forward slash go forward slash Jason of Florida. And I'm telling you that as a friend. Because I, you know, <laughs> I want to make a little bit of cash on the side. That's awesome. But I wouldn't lie. I'm a man of integrity. I'm not going to lie to you that it's a great service and I recommend it. That's all for now. See you guys again later.